want to open your eyes to uh, the dynamics of navigating uh, between the natural and the supernatural. Okay, so one of the things that the Spirit of the Lord is doing, amen, is that God is arming the church and cultivating us to be able to navigate between the natural and the supernatural. To begin to navigate, amen, flawlessly between the natural realm and the supernatural realm. That's what I want to talk to you about tonight. To navigate flawlessly between the natural realm and the supernatural realm. How to navigate flawlessly between the natural realm and the supernatural realm. How to navigate flawlessly between the natural realm and the supernatural realm. Amen. And you would have heard, praise God, in many of the teachings that the Lord had us here in this house. The tools of the spirit. Amen. And the equipping of God's anointing that's coming on our lives to become aware and to become conscious of the realm of God. And we've, amen, talked to the Lord about the God realm. Amen. And God was giving us insight into the navigation of our spiritual senses. And one of the services, the Holy Ghost even started to open up to us. Hallelujah the misery of the senses of our spirit god has given us as much senses in the spirit as we have in the natural and many times through the spirit of the lord would help us to understand how we need to give preeminence to the amen narrative of our spirit because whatever is going on in a person's spirit is what determines what happens in his natural realm now, but do you understand, saints, that regardless of us being empowered in the inner man, the Lord still has us functioning in the natural realm. Watch this. Because you are a person of God or because you are supernatural does not necessarily, amen, nullify the fact that you are also living equally in the natural realm you're a god being occupying a natural space and the natural space that you occupy is your body and because you have a body it allows you to live in the human realm and jesus christ clearly told the disciples you are in the world but you are not of the world you are in the world because you have an assignment in the world. You are in the world because I have given you authority and dominion over the world. You are in the world because you interact with natural people in the world. You are in the world because you have family members who are in the world. But they are not cultivated or activated yet in the supernatural you are in the world because you have a job in the world. You wake up to your job. You have an assignment to do. You are in the world because you are counterculture in a world that is imbibing its own unique and somewhat Luciferian culture. So here is the balance saying, I am in the world, but I'm not of the world. I am in the world, but I'm not of the world. And because you are not of the world means 
that you have the DNA of the supernatural. So how do I navigate my, my realms, the God realm and the human realm? How do I move between realms? How do I function and navigate the being in the world and not of the world factor? Now this is where your victory is going to come. Because right now the Holy Spirit Ask me to tell somebody right now that the power of the kingdom is being released on your life in a level that you've never seen before. If that person is here, come and say amen. amen. Everybody type the word. Say, I believe God. I believe God. To give me power, to give me power and, wisdom and wisdom to navigate, to navigate the, supernatural the supernatural and the natural. And the natural. Come on, somebody say, I receive the power. To navigate the supernatural and the natural. Let me hear you say amen. amen. And so now we're going to go back to one of the fundamental mysteries of the spirit. And I've taught that mystery here. The law of the horizontal and the vertical alignment. Your horizontal alignment means your dealings with people. Your vertical alignment, it, it, that means dealing with God. Your horizontal alignment, come on somebody write that down, means you are dealing with people. And the vertical alignment means that you are dealing with God. You and God are operating. And so the greatest alignment is the vertical alignment. And then you, and then you go on to the horizontal alignment. Alright. Who you are is spiritual. However, oftentimes, what you do is natural, it's earthly. That's powerful. You see, the greatest force in your spirit is the force of your God identity. The greatest force in your spirit is the force of your God identity. Believers do not do things or they do not get their identity by what they do. But what they do is what produce their identity. I am born of God, I overcome the world. I am born of the spirit, I have authority and dominion over the earth. And so now my first emphasis tonight is on who you are as a believer. Come on somebody. It's on the power of the kingdom that lives inside of you. It's on the spirit of God that's working in you. It's on the grace of God that's at work in your life. Come on somebody. That's first who you are. That's the number one key. And then you go from who you are to what you do. What are you do? What are the things that God has called to you to do? And then when, when you understand the distinction between who you are and what you're doing, it becomes clear to you first that you don't have your identity from the world. You don't get your identity from your job. You don't get your identity from your nationality. You don't get your identity from the family you come from. You don't get your identity from the neighborhood or from who like you or who do not. But you get your identity from the spirit. However, your assignment 
as a spiritual being. Your assignment as a supernatural being extends to the natural realm. And so now your perspective for you to effectively navigate the spirit realm and the natural realm is for you to be clear about who you are and what you're called to do. So I'm, I'm a spiritual being. I'm a supernatural being who is on an earthly assignment. I'm going to draw the distinction with Jesus. Jesus, the Bible says in John chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. And the word, amen, became flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. John chapter 1 verse 12. The word became flesh. The word was on assignment amongst us. But essentially, the world is spiritual. Essentially, the world is supernatural. But the world that is spiritual and the world that is supernatural became flesh. The world had an assignment to the earth realm. Is there somebody in this place tonight who understand who they are and that God has put you on earth as an agent God has put you on earth as a man on a mission God has put you on earth as a woman on a mission you are in the world but you are not of the world you have come from a heavenly kingdom to execute an assignment on earth can I talk to somebody? See, once this revelation hits you, hallelujah, then you are no more confused about how to navigate yourself amongst complex people. It's no more difficult for you to navigate yourself among unbelieving family members. It's no more difficult for you to navigate yourself among, amen, unbelieving colleagues at work or somebody in the neighborhood who just don't like you. You need to first know that God needs to, amen, separate you. The Lord needs to separate your mind from finding your identity and finding your inner power of the essence of your being from the world system. Once you know I'm not of them, then it becomes clear to you that the Lord has in fact given you an assignment to every realm, every sphere of the human realm that you find yourself. So when you got born again, you are no more part of that family. But you're on assignment to that family. When you got born again, you are no more part of that nation. But you are on assignment to that nation. Because your identity has shifted. You have now come from a heavenly kingdom. When you get born again, you are no more part of that profession. Oh, I'm a lawyer. Praise God. No, you are only on assignment to the people in that line of work. When you get born again, you are no more part of that economic status. You are now a part of a heavenly kingdom. But you are on assignment. How many people on assignment to this generation are on the line tonight? How many people on assignment? Listen, when God picked Joseph 
and called him to come out of his father's house by the reason of that election, by the reason, hallelujah, glory to God, of that separation, glory to Jesus. Joseph, amen, he was separated. The Bible talking about the adventure of Joseph in the book of, amen, our Psalms, he said he was separated from his brethren. He was cut away from his brethren and they didn't see him again. Hallelujah. For 13 years the hand of the Lord shifted him and his identity changed. When they saw Joseph they didn't know who to call him. Was he an Egyptian or was he a Hebrew? Is he, is he a prime minister or is he our brother? They had a confusion of identity but Joseph he knew that there was a sin of life, a seed of destiny in his belly and that God had sent him on assignment to his brethren. He told them in Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20, the evil you thought against me, God turned it around to bring to pass what is happening today, the saving of many lives. And so God sent me ahead of you. He told them, the Lord sent me to preserve you. The Lord knew that there would be a famine in the earth realm. And so he sent me ahead of you to preserve you. Is there somebody in this building tonight who understand that why God saved you is because somebody in your family, they depend on your salvation. Y'all didn't hear me. Somebody is going to need the calling on your life. Somebody in this generation, their very life depends on the calling on your life. He didn't save you in order for you to settle in and continue to live life like it used to be and talk in the old language and carry the identity of the old man. He saved you so that having saved you, you become a light bringer. You become a line crosser. You become a torch bearer to everyone who will encounter you. I'm a man on a mission. Somebody help me type the word. I'm a man on a mission. I'm a woman on a mission. I'm here but I don't belong here. I'm from a higher kingdom. I'm called to bless my family. I'm anointed to bless this city. I'm anointed to bless this world. I'm anointed to bless this generation. I'm anointed to speak life to men and women. I'm here, but I don't belong here. I've been caught away into a God reality. Oh, come on, walk with me, church. We are almost there tonight. I've been caught away, hallelujah, into a God, amen, consciousness. I carry the DNA of the spirit. Oh, glory to Jesus. I carry the DNA of glory. And that's why the natural people, they do not understand me. Can I talk to somebody tonight? Once you carry the DNA of the supernatural, you will have people in your own family who do not understand you. Come on, somebody. You go to family meeting and everybody will think you're crazy. Everybody that will not, amen, look like you, talk like you, believe like you, behave like you. They think you lost your mind because something has shifted in the belly of your spirit. Oh my God, I feel the anointing. There are people who have come from the kingdom as you have come from the kingdom and you will notice that you find alignment with 
people who have come from the kingdom even more than people who have come from your own family. Oh, you, you didn't hear me, somebody. You will find a better alignment with people who are born of God than people of your own ethnicity, than people of your own immediate natural tie. You find yourself able to reason, able to connect, able to align with people who carry the same DNA of God because the DNA of the spirit is superior to the DNA of the natural man. Oh, I'm, 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 God is working with us tonight. The DNA of the spirit that lives in a believer is superior to the DNA of the natural man. And so when the Holy Ghost takes over your life and gives you a new God identity, it shifts your trajectory. My God help me tonight and he set you on assignment you set you on assignment he set you on assignment and that's why you're different <clears throat> come on somebody say I'm different come on somebody say, somebody say I'm different I'm not trying to fake it I'm just different by default I'm different by DNA Oh, help me, God. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, walk with me. Walk with me. I'm not trying to fake it. I'm different by DNA. I'm different by calling. I'm different by my assignment. I'm different. I'm not of the world. 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 And so now you have a responsibility to bring life to a generation, to a family to a society, to a place of work. And God is strategic. Because many times, many of us, we think it was by accident we find ourselves in some places we found ourselves. God planted you there as an influencer. Oh, come on, help me, Jesus. Do you know, hallelujah, glory to God, that people talk about Instagram influencers. You know, the greatest influencers are the touch bearers. Amen? There are noise makers and there are people who have the sound from heaven. Anyone born of the spirit, you are not a noise maker, you are a kingdom influencer. Okay, alright, so, so now the Holy Ghost puts you in that environment. Some of you don't like some environment in the natural where you are. But God planted you there. Some of you thought I don't know why everybody around me is crazy. God planted you there. Some of you wish you could press a button and many people in your life that you are tied to by the reason of your job or by the reason of your family relativity, you think that you could press a button and everybody just disappear. And the only people that you will see in your life will be people of God who are full of the Holy Spirit and who talk in tongues and who believe as you believe. But God planted you there. And while you're wondering, praise God, maybe this situation will drown you. The Lord told me to come here tonight to tell you that I planted you there because I know that the anointing on your life is capable to deal with that demon. I understand that the anointing that's on your life is sufficient, amen, to overcome that adversity. Uh, come on, somebody. Because he will not give you more than you can bear. He will not give you more than you are able to bear. 
and for you to be there, amen, in the midst of that family mess, in the midst of that career mess, in them waking up every day, having to deal with cynical people, having to deal with skeptics, having to deal with rebellious people, unrepentant people, is an indication that there is an anointing on your life that is capable of dealing with something on that level. And so now God has planted you there to be an influencer, to be a paradigm shift. God has planted you there to be a voice for somebody. God has planted you there to bring healing, hope, and life and health to somebody. God has planted you there. God has intentionally positioned you in that place to heal somebody. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be possible because you have the anointing to function there. And so one of the things that will oftentimes almost frustrate your anointing is for you to bring your anointing among a people that do not value it. It's very easy when God sends you to some place where people are waiting for you because they understand you're a woman of God. And they understand you're a man of God. And they know you listen to God. And they know that you're a woman of prayer. They know God speaks to you. But how about God sending you to people who by the reason of some human natural factor, they are veiled. They are veiled from seeing you in your true anointing. The Bible says Jesus went to Jerusalem and he could not do many mighty works. I want you to mark the words the Bible used. It wasn't like Jesus did not want to do many mighty works. He could not do many mighty works. He could not do many mighty works. Why? The Bible says because of their unbelief. I want us to put it into narrative from the Passion Bible. Praise God. The people did not believe. He could not do miracles there. Turn your Bible with me to the book of Mark chapter 6 and verse 5. And I would like to read from the Passion Translation. Mark chapter 6. And verse 5 from Passion Translation. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says, Mark chapter 6, verse 5. I'm going to read from verse 5. 6 and 5. He was not, he was unable to do any great miracle in Nazareth except to heal a few sick people by laying his hands upon them. He was amazed at the Depth of their unbelief. This is profound. Then Jesus went out into the different villages and taught the people. And I want you to see how scripture pointed out clearly that it was not as though Christ was not willing to do many mighty miracles in Nazareth. But he was not able to do it except that he laid his hands on a few people and he healed them. And the next verse says in verse 6 that Jesus, watch this, he was amazed 
at the depth. He was amazed at the depth of their unbelief. Because these people, they had a contagious, they had an unprecedented wave of doubt and unbelief. I remember going a few years ago to preach at a mixed, what I call a mixed multitude in Calgary. All kinds of people came to, you know, that event. Uh, a lady had passed away, I think about three years ago. And I was invited to preach. It was a community center. And then as I stood behind the podium, it looked as though I was preaching to a frozen eyes. The people, I was amazed at the of their unbelief. So after I, I spoke for about 10 minutes, I said, look, look guys, I, I got to get out of here. I'm just, I'm just waiting, wasting my time because there will be no mighty work taking place here because of the depth of the unbelief of those people. And then I left. All, all kinds of people were there. People were just talking away. Some people were chatting away. It took about two minutes to even get the people's attention. The depth of their unbelief. Watch this. Watch this. Nothing will frustrate your anointing like when you are in the midst of people who have no value for God. People who have no regard for the things of God. People who are dealing in the natural and they are proud about it. There is nothing, amen, prideful about the natural. Everything in the natural to a spiritual man is is horrible. People who are swimming in their sin and swimming in their unrighteousness. People who are malicious against God. Hypocritical people who have no regard for God. People who are entitled. People who only quote one line of the scripture once in a year just to, amen, uh, enforce the rebellion of their own heart. It is so frustrating. For a woman of God to be married to a man who has no honor for God. A man who only quote the Bible when he says, you have to obey my word. Sit down there, don't go to church. Because the Bible says, wife, honor your husband. It's frustrating for a believer when you have people in your own immediate family who have no regard for the word of God or for the spirit of God. Or who may not have it but pretend like they have it. And, and they are double standard. It frustrates you. Because you will see, amen, that every time that people do not have expectation for the anointing, the anointing freezes. Because the anointing in its very element moves on currency. The anointing moves on wave. The anointing moves on frequency. And when somebody is not on the frequency of the anointing, every time you minister to them or every time you come in their presence, you notice that there's just a blockage here. There's just a blockage here. Somebody asked me, Apostle, it's here, healing anointing on your life. You go healing people. Every time, if the Lord is poaching healing anointing on your life, why don't you go to downtown and go to street corners and pray for all those sick people? I said, well, I will if the Lord sent me to do that. But just by the law of the spirit, anyone who does not have expectation are not flowing on the frequency of the anointing. 
So the anointing is not just one random superficial power that just moves without specific protocol. The anointing moves by expectation. And, um, and those who do not even want or have regard for the specific anointing on your life many times are people who are familiar with you. And the word familiar comes from the word family. And the Bible says, Jesus himself said, for a prophet have no honor in his own house. And so now you are a spirit being, but God has given you an assignment to a natural generation. A naturally minded people. God is calling you into a family of idol worshippers. God is calling you into a family where all they know, amen, is to party, amen, and to just, you know, live free in their own mind. How do you shine as light in the world? Watch this. I'm going to give you three or four keys of the kingdom tonight to enable you to keep Hallelujah. The frequency of your spirit consistent in the midst of a twisted generation. Number one, when is the anointing on your life? It's activated. Before I get into the factors that will activate your anointing, I want you to understand that God wants you to operate in wisdom so that you can speak to these people in the language they understand. Because if you stay up in your spirit frequency, you, you're not going to be an effective ambassador. And that's why, watch this, this is going to bless somebody. When you go into diplomacy or bureaucracy, you will understand that people who are called to represent a country, they usually are bilingual or multilingual. Because if, 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 if Canada was sending you to go to Norway or to go to Spain as an ambassador or to even work in Canadian embassy in that country. One of the amen parameters or the qualification, one of the prerequisites is that you can speak both English in order for you to convey and understand the message of Canada and you can speak Spanish or Norwegian language. So if you cannot navigate the two realms of being able to communicate effectively with natural people within the context of a supernatural revelation in a way that they will get it, then you will not be an effective ambassador. Am I talking to somebody? And that's why God will call you now to disseminate a, 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 a God revelation within, in, in a natural language. Jesus used these tactics. He had a heavenly revelation, but he communicated that revelation to those that listened to him in a language they could understand. And that's why Jesus would give, glory to God, the parables of the family, the parables of the sower, the, 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 the parables of the woman who lost the pearl because he understood that these people will not understand if I speak heavenly things. He said to Nicodemus in, in John chapter 3, he said, Nicodemus, I speak of a heavenly things, of a earthly things, 
you don't understand. When I said to you, you must be born again. Are you not a teacher of Israel? Yes, Nicodemus was a teacher of Israel, but he was a natural man. Jesus said, if I speak supernatural things, how will you understand? And that's why God has called you to be on assignment in that place that he planted you, in that place of work. And for your, for your assignment to be effective, whenever you go there, you need to come to their level. You need to come into a place where you can communicate to your family. Because if you stay up in your anointing, they cannot hear you. If you stay up in your cloud nine, they cannot hear you. If you speak in tongues as loud as you want to, they cannot hear you. If you they can't hear. The only language that they will understand is plain, natural language of love. Plain, natural language of love. They can't see the Holy Ghost, but they see love in you. Every human being responds to love. Every human being responds to care. Every human being responds to somebody who has given them attention. Somebody who cares. Somebody who forgives. Somebody who is a bridge builder. Somebody who is a peacemaker. Every human being responds to that. And that's why God will send you into the world to communicate heaven's value in a language that men will understand. And that's why Jesus said, let your light shine before men. Yes, I know there is darkness in the world. I know there is darkness in your family. I know there is darkness in your place of work. But it says, let your light shine before men. Watch this. That they may see your good works. They don't see your father. They don't understand the law of the spirit. They don't understand the anointing on your life. They don't understand God's work. But they can see good works. And there's a difference between good works and God's work. Let them see your good works. And glorify your father which is in heaven. And this is why many of us are not effective in our reaching out to the world. Because we want the world to see God's work. But the eyes of the unbelievers is, is, is darkened. They cannot understand the mystery of the gospel. But they can see good works. They can see you give them a plate of food. They can see good works. I can't see your glory. I can't see your anointing. I don't see angels around you, but I saw when you blessed me. I saw when you picked the phone and you cared. I saw when you brought healing to my life. I saw when you wouldn't leave the phone until I was ready to sleep. When I was talking about my brokenness. That they see your good works. And so God told me to tell you how to navigate between realms. Number one. Number one, always respond to hate with love. Always respond to hate with love. Because the, the hate realm is the demonic realm. 
when people hurt you by the law of the natural, you are meant to hurt them back. That's how the world works. An eye for an eye. A tooth for a tooth. You hurt me, I hurt you back. That's how the world works. But when people have hurt you, come on somebody, when your family have slandered your character, when they've said negative things that are untrue about you, respond back with the realm of God. And what is the realm of God? Love. For God is love. For God so loved the world. When you respond back from the God realm, you have shifted the trajectory. Come on somebody. You have shifted the realm. When people talk about you and you heard, but yet you love, you've shifted the realm. When people slander your name, and then you heard at work, where you live, in the neighborhood, you've shifted the realm. When people point to you, plant out racism, and yet to hug on them, you have shifted the realm. This is how we win. You shift around. They come low, you go high. They come low in the flesh, you go high in the spirit. They come low in darkness, you go high in light. They come low in hatred, you go high in the love of God. Somebody needs to learn to navigate the realm. To navigate the realm. The human realm and the God realm. They come with anger. You respond back with calmness and peace. And they look at you and they say, this woman is stupid. They think you are stupid. No, I'm not stupid. I'm operating in the wisdom of God. I'm walking in the wisdom of God. And the wisdom of God is greater than the wisdom of man. That's how we shift around. Somebody say, I shift around. I shift around. By responding to hate with love. I shift the realm. Number two way to shift the realm. Is to withdraw from the noise. And to calibrate victory in your spirit. Always understand the place of the inner man. Celebrating with God in the spirit. The Bible says they came to Jesus Christ. Watch this. In the natural. They came to him with noise. They came to him with anger. They came to him with stones. They came to him with all the laws of Moses. All the legalistic spirit came against him. They were dragging a woman. Whom they said they caught in the very act of adultery. They threw the woman right at the feet of Christ. We caught her in the very scene. The Lord Moses said, anyone caught in that act should be killed. What do you say? And Jesus withdrew from the noise. There is power in confidence and quietness. Come on somebody, help me go to the comment section. And say, no matter how noisy it gets around me, I will find my rest in the sacred place. 
No matter how much noise is going on around me, I will find my rest in the sacred place. No matter who is gossiping around me, no matter all the confusion around me, I will find my rest in the sacred place. Jesus shifted the atmosphere. He was quiet. He didn't like he didn't hear them. He was, they were all looking at him. Did he hear us? Is he, is he listening? The Bible says he was just writing to the floor. He was writing on the floor. And all of a sudden, he lifted up his eyes. He had downloaded something. Come on, somebody. I say he has downloaded something. Every time you are quiet in the spirit, you are not foolish. You are only calibrating the atmosphere. You are downloading something. Every time you are quiet in your spirit, you are not foolish. You are only, amen, proactive and not reacting. Because people want you to react to, amen, what everybody's coming. Somebody called you to gossip about somebody. Don't just open your mouth and talk. Be quiet in the spirit. Somebody call you to complain about what somebody is doing. Don't just make the next action your mouth. No, seal your mouth in confidence and quietness shall be your strength. Be quiet. If there were more believers who are slow to speak and quick to hear and quick to anger, there will be more power of the spirit in the earth realm. But many believers, they, 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 when the enemy comes like a flood, they react with a flood. <laughs> when the enemy comes like a flood, they react with a flood. But what does the Bible say? When the enemy comes like a flood, the spirit of the Lord, he didn't say the natural man, the spirit of the Lord, we raise up a standard. This is how you win. When the enemy comes at you like a flood, raise up a standard in the spirit. Be quiet. Be quiet. Accusations raining right, left, and center. Be quiet. Don't speak. Don't, 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 don't run there. Somebody calling you, telling you something you don't like to hear. Be quiet. Just say yes. Yes. Sometimes somebody's talking to me. And they expect me to say something, and I'm quiet. And they ask me, are you hearing us? I'm listening. Why are you not talking? Because I am calibrating the spirit. While you are talking to me, I am talking to the Lord. I'm finding expression with my inner man. This is where your power is. Is somebody getting blessed tonight? If you're getting blessed, say, I'm getting blessed. Say, I will not respond in the natural, but I will be still. And let God be God. Somebody come and walk with me. Say I will not respond. In the natural. To my colleagues at work. To my family. To confusion. To noise around me. I must be still. In the midst of chaos. I must find my peace. In the Lord my savior. If you're excited tonight, give God praise everybody. Give God praise everybody. Give God praise everybody. Number three. Number three. For you to switch the natural to the supernatural, you must navigate the realm of prophetic intercession. The realm of prophetic intercession. 
you must navigate the realm of prophetic intercession. I want you to hear me, saints. Everything in your life will have no spiritual correlation until you bake it hot in the fire of God. Everything will have no spiritual impact until you bake it hot in the fire of God. Everything will continue to meander until you take it to the God realm. For the race is not to the swift. The battle is not to the strong. For food is not to men of witty invention. But time and chance happens to them all. Who controls time and chance? God. For Apollos, for, for Paul plant and Apollos waters, but God give an increase. Everything that you're doing until you take it into the engine room of prayer and you take it into that realm, everything will be moving on the natural realm. I told somebody, I said, if there is anything that frightens me more than most things in this earth realm, is that my life will follow a predictable human natural narrative. Is that my life will progress by the arithmetic natural order and calculation of the natural man. Nothing gets me to become apprehensive like seeing everything around me compiling. It may be making progress. It may be making success, but it's making human success, human progress. I'm where the experts think I should be. I'm where the analysts think I should be by the calculations of the human natural evaluation. Your life must be a mystery to men. Your life must be a mystery to men. You, even you, you can't understand your life. How can you understand feeding 5,000 people with two loaves of bread, five loaves of bread and two fish? How can you understand with multiplying and buying houses in the midst of COVID-19. How can you understand with living a life of glory in the midst of shame? That is supernatural. I don't want my life to be natural. It frightens me that everything around me will be responding to how many hours I work. How much money I have in the bank. How many people I know. When God is in your life, he makes the impossible possible. Amen. When God is in your life, you will do in one month what others are doing in hundred months. Hundred months. You will, oh my God. That is what that supernatural life looks like. People whose life are navigated by the spirit. And I love the way Jesus put it. He said, for the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. The steps of the righteous. God orders his step. God makes his life unsearchable, incomprehensible. And do you know what? What makes that God realm accessible is the power of prayer. 
what makes that God realm accessible is a power of prophetic prayer. So when everybody in your family is working in the natural realm, everybody at work is working in the, in the natural realm, you switch it. One of our pastors gave a testimony about a year ago about in his place of work, he just started working in this multinational company not too long from that time and they gave them impossible target impossible target they sat down all his colleagues and the experts in toronto and they said throughout the world around the world in china in america no team has ever broken this record he said to them it's it's a chicken Woo! he said to them this is easy he said we, we are going to go over this this mark he was not just talking from a vain mouth. Haven't talked. He went to a secret place. Father, do what only you can do. Do what only you can do. Do what only you can do. In record time, they broke that standard. They exceeded it. God is about to shift your life. By the force of prayer. Amen. By the force of the spirit. Into a realm that nobody can ever expect you're going to be. It's getting ready to happen. That's why you have to pray. That's why you have to stand your ground and pray. When they come natural, we go supernatural by prophetic intercession. We get on our knees. And we call God. We tell him. Shift. This reality for me and prove the doubt has wrong. Let them know that I serve a mighty God. When Daniel was in Babylon, and the Bible says, Amen, the king picked certain men who were of royal descent and told them to stay in the king's court and to eat the king's finest food, which was sacrificed to idol. In Daniel chapter 1, the word of the Lord said, Daniel proposed in his heart. Not to defile himself with the king's rich food. And then he called the head of the eunuch and said, myself and my friends. Three of them, don't give us this food. Give us only vegetables and water. And after 10 days, hallelujah, judge between us and your other gentlemen. After 10 days, by the force of the spirit and by the force of prophetic prayer. And how do I know? Because that same man. He was charged a few chapters down the road because he would not stop praying to God twice a day, morning and evening. So it's consistent with the character of Daniel to pray. So I believe he prayed. He went to the heavens and said, God, they are giving us vegetables. They are giving us water. We are eating only green, green peas by the force of heaven. Let this vegetable have more vitamins, have more minerals, have more protein, have more carbohydrate, have more nutrient in my body than the king's rich food. Do you all hear me? Yeah. When they come with the natural, you shift it to the supernatural. You need to find your secret place. In your place of work, don't just while away your break time. Use your break time to take a walk. And while you take a walk, pray. Hallelujah. Just walk around and pray. Amen. During the break time, pray. 
Sometimes when, the, when you're in board meeting and things are going crazy, can I use the washroom? Just go there. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes when, amen, there are investigators around and then everything looks complex. What do I do about this? I don't know what to do. Amen. Leave that place. Please, can I? There's no way people will not let you use the washroom. Can I use the washroom? People need to know you that every time you find your washroom, you are coming back and the case is solved. Can I please use the washroom? My father, show forth yourself. You must always shift the natural realm to the supernatural by the force of prayer. Lastly, how do we switch the natural realm to the supernatural? We switch it by the spirit of worship. By the spirit of worship. I'm going to end there tonight. By the spirit of worship, we switch the natural to the supernatural. Come on, somebody, help me type that in. By a spirit of worship. By a spirit of worship, we switch the natural to the supernatural by a contagious spirit of worship. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. Come on, somebody help me on this one. I say contagious spirit of worship. I say by an unbreakable spirit of worship. Come on, walk with me, saints. By a supernatural spirit of worship. Bible says Paul and Silas they were put in the jail for preaching the gospel. Hands bound, feet bound they were put amen and, 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 and latched to a wood. What would you do? Would you not, Lord why? <laughs> Many would say, Lord why? Is this what you promised me, Lord? After I preached all these years, but the Bible says they rejoiced. They started to sing. How great is our God. Sing with me, how great is our God. All will see how great, how great is our God. Come on, somebody, help me type that song. Name above all names. You are worthy of a praise. My heart will sing. How great is our God. When you get a letter from the IRS, don't go and start to panic and say, God, Lord, where are you? Just say, I can sing of your love forever. I can sing of your love forever. Oh, somebody say in Canada, it's CRA Apostle. You get a letter from CRA. Just say, I can sing of your love forever. You get a doctor's report. I can sing of your love forever. A family member call you. Amen. And they are just trying to mess up your mood. Mess up your joy. Mess up your life. And they are trying to rain all kind of confusion on you. And said, great is your mercy towards me. Your loving kindness towards me. 
your tender mercies I see day after day forever faithful towards me always providing for me great is your mercy towards me great is your grace the same God that turned many morning into dancing again in my life if you will navigate adversity with the instrument of worship, you will see his hand shift your situation. Hallelujah. Number one, you have taken over because the devil hates worshipers. You have refused to relinquish your personal power to witches. I refuse to relinquish my joy, my strength to darkness. I'm going to hold my joy. I'm going to be here still praising. And I'm not even faking it because it is joy unspeakable. Out of my belly shall flow rivers of living water. The peace is not understandable to the natural man because this peace passes understanding. This is how you win. This is how you become a mystery to the world. This is how you become recklessly ununderstandable. Because when they thought they got you cornered, when they thought you're, you're going to have a heck of a day, you got up and you were just dancing. You were whistling out of your car. Oh, glory to God. Whistling to your car. Amen. Amen. And just dangling your key. The joy of the Lord, it is my strength. The joy of the Lord. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And sometimes if you can't sing because of the environment, you have your earpiece on there and the, and the song of praise. Amen. But they could see that you're tapping your feet. They could see that. Amen. What's wrong with you? I thought you just got fired. What's wrong with you? I thought you just lost your contract. What's wrong with you? I thought you just got moved out of that house. What's wrong with you? You say, when you, you tell the enemy, when I have no explanation, I praise. <laughs> when, I can't, when I can't handle it, I worship. When I can't handle it, I praise. When I have no, no explanation, I worship. When, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. This is, this is your day of victory. Come on. I need somebody to give God some praise here today. We're going to win this battle. This battle that you are facing. Switch it from the natural realm. Switch it to the spirit realm. Switch it from the human realm. Amen. Of, 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 of perplexity. Switch it to the God realm. Switch it from fear to faith. Switch it from the natural to the supernatural. Switch it from the word of man to the word of God. Keep the word coming out of your mouth. Keep the Larry, what God said, switch it. This is your season of victory. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I need you right now. If you can get up in your house, get up. If you can move around, move around. But I need you to activate your faith with work. And you know what I want you to do tonight? I want you to consciously shift to the supernatural. Shift what's going on in your life. I know everybody is in the amen. Amen. It's just everything may be chaotic. Switch it now. To the God realm. If you can praise, praise. If you can dance, dance. 
If you can roll around, roll around. If you can just speak the word of faith out of your mouth, whatever you need to do, if you find your prophetic prayer altar, find it now. But whatever you are doing in this building today, don't let your worship leave your mouth. Don't let your praise leave your mouth. Don't let your victory come out of your life. Declare it, my redeemer liveth. I know, hallelujah. I know he stands with me. Job said, when he has tested me, I will come forth like a pure gold. I will not blaspheme against God. I will not speak a word that is not consistent with testimony out of my mouth. I have victory in this one. Somebody go to the comment section and type it there. I have victory in this one. I obtain victory in this situation. I obtain victory in this battle. I obtain victory in this uh, amen attack. I have victory on this on this thing. I may not have a job, but I will not lose my victory. It's not possible for me to lose my job and lose my joy at the same time. Praise God. I Keep my joy because my joy is my strength for me to get the next job. This is your season. Come on somebody. Let's work this together. Let's go to the next level of victory. I'm going to be praying in the Holy Ghost. Come on somebody. As I'm praying in the language of the spirit, I'm calling for amen healing to your body. Wherever you are around the world, I'm calling for healing to your body. I'm calling for deliverance to your inner man. I'm calling for lifting. Don't respond back in the natural. Don't operate in the natural. Switch this natural onslaught to a spiritual, amen, victory. When the enemy comes like a flood, let the spirit of the Lord in you raise up a standard. We raise up a standard. Glory to God. I might be in the world, but I'm not of the world. I'm on assignment in the world. Come on, somebody. Come on in. Let's walk this together. Come on, somebody. I need you to declare that victory. I'm going to walk with you for the next seven minutes or so until we finish on here tonight. We are going to stand together on this frequency of the Spirit. And we are going to declare victory on every level. The Spirit of the Lord is sending me on here tonight to prophesy to every adversary and every perplexity everything that looks dry everything that is in the desert everything that looks broken everything disintegrated everything that is overwhelming you every word that men are casting against you every slander every scourge of the tongue every career confusion whatever the enemy is raising against you tonight I come after the order of Daniel and I come by the spirit of God to begin to declare that those who have made a verdict against your life and those who have decided that you are going down into the Daniel lion's den, they will understand that the God you serve is a mighty God. I come tonight to declare that instead of hate, the love of God will come out of your belly and those who have conspired against you like Joseph's brother and sold you to slavery and divided your coat of many colors but God is sending you an assignment so that by the reason of the call of God that is upon your life you'll be able to become hallelujah the lifesaver 
of your family how many stones which the builders rejected tonight about to be the chief cornerstone walk with me church don't stop praying we've got five more minutes let's declare victory in every adversity you are not of this world you might be in the world but you are not of the world they have to see your light your light shall not be dim your light shall not be dark your light shall not go under many people thought that you're gonna go down this year they told me many times again that I will see hallelujah the end of my colorful ministry assignment that there will be a premature sudden collapse of our ministry but instead of going down God has kept us going up in the midst of adversity we kept going forward because God is for us and the Bible says if God be for us who can be against us I command on here tonight that God is about to suck every hater every backbiter in your life he's about to let him know that he is your God and he is on your side he's fighting your battle he's healing every brokenness he's raising you up we've got four more minutes come on walk with me church this is your night of victory don't respond back with amen hallelujah desperation don't re don't don't respond back with hatred don't respond back with offense don't respond back with bitterness don't respond back with anxiety don't respond back with fear don't respond back with confusion stand your ground and switch your realm this is your season of victory three two one we have only three more minutes come on walk with me saying god is on our side we are of the spirit we are of the spirit we carry the dna of the spirit we carry the dna of the anointed we carry the very life of god come on somebody walk with me we carry the glory of god we carry the unction of god there is too much wisdom in you for you to respond back with foolishness there is too much grace in you for you to respond back with anxiety and confusion there is too much download of unction to function in your belly you cannot answer back as they do things you are born of god you will not go down that's good god is on your side come and walk with me church i don't see you all in the comment section God is with you. He's fighting your battle as a terrible mighty one in battle. The glory of God is moving in your life. You will not go down. Say the spirit of God. This is not the end of you. Rise up in power. Show the world who your God is. Show this generation who your God is. Show your family who your God is. Show your colleagues at work who your God is. Show the haters who your God let the backbiters know the God you serve is a mighty God those that thought amen you're gonna respond back with hatred show them the love of God show them hallelujah the power of the kingdom show them the glory of God show them a plate of food show them encouragement show them love let them know that you are not of the world I carry the DNA of God I carry the DNA of power come on somebody this is the last minute walk with me we are going there together this is your day rise up you light of the world rise up you salt of the earth rise up rise up and shine your light has come and the glory of the Lord
is risen upon you in the name of Jesus. I sense victory for somebody. I sense who Abohosha. I sense victory for somebody. This is your night of victory. This is your season of victory. I stand with you. I declare you come through right now. Did y'all hear me? In the name of Jesus. Strength of God rise in your belly. Come through. Come out of the tight corner. Carry your victory. As many who have carried their precious seeds and sowing them with tears. The Bible says you will doubtless come carrying your sheaves with joy. This is the word of the Lord to you in this season. In the name of Jesus Christ, whom I serve and whose I am, carry your harvest with joy. Amen. Harvest of souls, harvest of increase, harvest of testimonies. You will carry your harvest with joy for as long as the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest will not cease. And for everyone who has sown seed, you have come into time, now move into harvest. And God is on your side. There are things that men can do and there are things that only God can do. I declare tonight the level of grace that only God can release is revealed to your spirit. The level of maturity that can only come from God is released to your spirit. The level of influence that can only come from God is released to your spirit. The level of prosperity that can only come from God is released to your spirit. In the name of Jesus. It is with all of God's love and joy that I declare tonight that those who are born of God, they overcome the world. Did y'all hear me? Did y'all hear me tonight? Are you with me, saints? Those who are born of God, they overcome the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even your faith. So we respond back with the word and we respond back with faith. In Jesus' name. God bless you. Give him a big hand of praise on here tonight. All over the building, all over the nations, on Zoom, around Canada, in Canada, in Toronto, in Calgary. Give him praise. Around the world, on social media, in Europe, in Africa. Hallelujah. Give him praise. We give God the glory Amen. for the integrity of the word of God.